Lindsay and I had a debate earlier today about what would be more dangerous, front flips or back flips. Hi, everybody. My name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Each week, we talk about things like cryptozoology, front flips, paranormal things, side flips, (laughs) all sorts of flips, demons and gremlins, true crime, and gremlins, mostly. Anything spooky related. Mm-hmm. That's true. Every single week since we decided to talk about gremlins, Lindsay and I will both research a variety of topics separately of one another. Lindsay will go to where all the cool gremlins hang out, and I will go to where the goblins hang out, and then we reconvene inside of our house and discuss what we've researched with each and every one of you and each other. And this week, I'm dedicating my portion of the show to front flips cool not backflips you're more of a front flip person i because think... earlier today you were telling me that you would rather do a backflip because it's less scary than a front flip yeah it is less scary but i do think that doing a standing front flip is the more impressive of the two but yeah doing a backflip i think is safer i think you fall directly on your face more if you do a backflip A front flip, you have a chance, and then most likely you'll probably just fall on your back. I don't know, because here's the thing. No, if you're doing If you're doing a front flip, so you're you're front flipping and you're going for it, for 50% of the flip, you're staring at the ground, and then all of a sudden you reach the point of where your head is now where your feet used to be, and you're staring behind you and upside down. So you can't see the ground coming until you plant your feet. I know, but think about your body movement. Your body is more likely to bend forward into a front flip motion than go, like, have you ever tried to go backwards? And it's scary because you don't know what's going on. Well, to you, I love not knowing what's what's about to happen. <laughs> I will dedicate my portion <laughs> of the show to, I guess, front flips. Okay, yeah. I guess I'm going to be team front flip. Front flips look so much cooler, but they're also way more dangerous to do. A backflip to me, once you get where your head's where your feet used to be, you can see the ground. Yeah. And then your head is going away you from the ground. You keep explaining it, but I it's not changing my mind. I'm just talking it out, too, because it's... <laughs> I want to know if I if, if what I'm saying is, is convincing myself that <laughs> backflipping or front flipping. Can anyone listening to the show... Can any just, of you do well, f- flips? Yeah. Can, what's scarier? If you can flip... <laughs> Tell us which one's worse. We got any flippers out there? Who's flipping around? <laughs> Who's who can flip? Around? We knew a kid in high school who could do a standing backflip uh, whenever, and people would ask him to do it all the time. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Do you remember who you know do you know what I'm talking about? I don't I don't think so. Okay, I'm gonna bleep their name out just in case they don't want to be talked about. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so that's secret name. That makes sense. They could do standing backflips. But it wasn't like t- they they weren't tucked up. They were. I I feel like right now I'm starting to understand what the phrase "poetry in motion" means, because <laughs> they would do a standing backflip. Poetry in motion. They're, they're doing little backflips. <laughs> she binded me with backflips. <laughs> they're flipping for their high school friends. <laughs> Flips <laughs> instead of science. Oh, flipping! <laughs> Flips. <laughs> Will you do it again? Oh. I'm gonna really go for it. I'm gonna really go for it. I 
can't. Okay, I can't. try, 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 try. Narrow, narrow, narrow. Flips. Narrow, 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 narrow. Flips. <laughs> okay. Either okay, way. Are, is anyone okay? Is anyone listening? <laughs> no, no one listens to our show. Um, but they would do they would do a standing backflip, and it wasn't the one. It wasn't like your typical trampoline backflip where you tuck in. Right. It was more of like a, it a was, C-shaped. It was fully, their legs were fully out and it was, it was really, it's a really good flip. Okay. A really good flip. All right. Wow. Anyways, hey, it's episode 145. 45, feeling alive. I actually am so tired right I now. I know, you are really tired. I'm really tired. <laughs> I have a little bit of a headache, you know. I just had some peanut M&M's. And that's not why you're tired. You were Ugh. tired before the peanut M&Ms. Yeah. You, know, you know, really quick, it's 145. I, I guess this is another milestone episode for some reason, maybe just because we want it to be, I guess. But what do we do today? We woke, we woke up nice. We went on a big hike. That was we really did. nice. That was great. We ate some rice when we got home. I realized my pants were on inside out today. That's right. Yeah. Do you yeah. want to tell them when you realized it or just you just kind of realized it? I peed it? in the woods. <laughs> And then I was like, wait, I think my pants are on inside out. Yeah. And then I was like, I'm 34. Yeah. That's what happens. That's what happens. You go on a you go on a big hike, uh, a, a big old hike, you pee in the woods, and then you're like, huh, my pants are on inside out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just scared to like see what's going to be when we are old and like a little senile. I think it'll be the exact same. <sighs> Is what I think. I don't know. I don't know either. What I do know, though, is I have angel number 145 ready. Okay. I have it prepared. You're ready for it. So the first part of this, I like, I get, but I feel like it's like, mm, maybe you were like trying to get a certain like word count on this thing. Uh-huh. Number 145 is made up of a blend of the energies and vibrations of number one, four, and five. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I also don't know how angel numbers work very well, but to me, it's just like, Okay, well, I think well, they yes. do work that way. I mean, I think it is like sometimes you just take numbers, and if it's numbers that make up a bigger number, I think it is those two numbers put together. I'm gonna believe. I don't you. know. I'm I'm believing you totally. I'm not an expert in this. Um, this spa- there's there's a lot in here. Let's see. Angel number one forty five changes are coming that you have brought about through your affirmations and positive and optimistic thought patterns. Mm -hmm. That's good. Uh, A message from your angels to put your efforts towards the things in your life that embrace and enhance who you truly are, lifestyle choices, or your life in general. I feel like this is weird because we were talking about these sorts of things earlier today. Yeah. I thought you were going to (laughs) say to put your pants on the right way. You know and what? not inside out. It even says here, if you feel like you want to wear your pants inside out, <laughs> go for it. And then it says, what's this? Lindsay. It says, go for it, Lindsay. Uh, That's so weird. The worst part about my pants being inside out was that like there's a little like crotch tab <laughs> and it was just out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I left them like that because it's like we're in the woods. I don't, I mean, yeah. I'm not going to take my pants off and put them the right side now it's no. too late you were in the woods i had to embrace it you were just being a wild woman yeah wild woman wild well, woman i think you are first this week i am first this week and you know what i'm going to do i'm gonna start us off with some texts that we got to our haunted hotline oh okay 
at the top of the episode, it's episode 145, and, you know, I'm just talking plainly. We've realized that there are some new listeners to our show, so welcome new listeners or just new listener. Maybe there's one of you, <laughs> uh, and, you know, that's fine as well. We're, we're, we're happy you're here regardless. And we have a haunted hotline that you can call whenever you would like. The phone number is 803-816-2667. You can also text it. And, you know, I'm going to read these at the top of the episode. We got two texts last week. Okay. And I'm going to read them. Uh, so there. I'm ready. We typically read these at the end of the show, but you know what? Going for it. It's 145. We're wearing our pants in, inside out. Pants inside out. Uh, episode backwards. Here we go. So, yep, yep. So, yep, all for it. Yeah, <laughs> We're yep. actually going to, when we edit this, we'll just replay it backwards. So you figure that out. Wow. So if you're hearing it forwards right now, you have a special talent. Yeah. You can hear backwards. That was very big brain of you to, that was very big brain stuff. Anyways, here's the text we got from everybody's friend, Daniel Spencer. Daniel Spencer says, or asks, can ghosts smell? I worry that there are ghosts in my apartment that smell when I mess up cooking or my downstairs neighbors are smoking the devil's lettuce and are put off by my bad smells, or maybe enjoy my scented candles, or when I cook. Does scent affect ghosts? And if so, what are their favorite aromas? Hmm. Now, I do like how this started out with Daniel not only asking if ghosts smell, but if I felt like Daniel was going to ask, do I need to apologize because I have bad smells in my house? I would imagine that they can't. I think that they probably can smell. You think they can smell? But I don't think they can smell very good. Oh, it's maybe like dog vision. Yeah, because like think about where some ghosts are is like decrepit old buildings. I mean, I I mean, I know I understand that some of them are trapped there. Yeah. And I guess you get used to your own smell. So, I don't know. Speaking of getting used to your own sm- to to your own smell, um, our very good friend, one of my longest buds, I think my longest bud, Brandon, mm-hmm. who called about the owl that died outside of his house, uh, he told me one time, I think it was in eighth, no, maybe like ninth grade, he told me I had a smell, and I was like, I do? And he went, yeah, it's not bad, it's just unique. <laughs> and 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 I and I think about that. I don't Everybody know. Everybody has their own smell pretty though. regularly. Yeah, that's true. I guess I just never realized that you're, before. I feel like knowing you long ago, your smell was always kind of like very like herby aromatherapy kind of smell, like incense and stuff. So, because I know your mom now, and yeah. she does like to burn that kind of stuff. Okay, I'll take that smell. That's a fine smell. So that's the smell that I always got from you or going over to your house. Your smell was always very, if this makes any sense, nice. But I don't know. <laughs> I, I, But I also don't know how to describe just it. Laundry detergent and cleaner because my mom was like a clean freak. Maybe that was it. It was just a nice, just a pleasant smell. But getting back to Daniel's pressing question... I I think I really like your answer, Lindsay, that yes, ghosts can smell, but it's very dulled. Right. It's a very... Well, because think about everything on them is kind of dulled because it's like they're, a, they're still a being, but they can't do certain things. Like math. Yeah. So it's like taking a smell and making it opaque. 
Whoa, dude. <laughs> Speaking of devil's lettuce. <laughs> suh, dude. That's what I think. What do you think? I think suh, dude. I think, <laughs> I think what's up, Fleek fam? Yeah. I think that I actually really just like your answer. I think that they can probably smell and it's just kind of dumbed down a little bit. It's just a little bit duller. Yeah. But I think, Daniel, you talking about messing up cooking, I've seen pictures of your food and it always looks nice. Yeah. I always kind of want you to throw some to Ohio as hard as you can. Mm -hmm. And maybe it lands on our porch. <laughs> it just kind of splats on our porch. <laughs> but I'd lay down uh, outside. I mean, you're sitting in like your room and a cheesecake just smashes against your like second story window. I have a story that's basically the exact same as that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what? basically Do I know this story you might I don't know I don't it doesn't sound familiar I feel like I remember that this is it's basically the exact same thing because you're saying sitting uh -huh. there and unexpectedly food appears in where you are yeah okay so when me our buddy Dana the burger thief and mm -hmm. then one of our old friends from undergrad we were freshmen in college Chris we were walking around our dorms and all of a sudden, you know, there there was a window open and we could hear some, you know, hooting and hollering. Right. Is it hoot and holler or hoop and holler? Probably hoot. I think hoot. it's hoot because, yeah. I always, I always it, say hoop you're, and holler. Unless you're hula hooping, <laughs> then maybe it is hooping and hollering. Uh, really quick, if anyone wants <laughs> yeah, to like... join my cool hula hoop club, we're called the, we're called hooping, hooping and hollering. Maybe just a group of people like hula hooping and just screaming. Whoa! <laughs> yeah! We're doing it! Okay, okay, so we were walking outside of the dorms, uh, and then all of a sudden from the hooting and hollering room comes a, uh, there's a local, I don't know if it's like a local chain, whatever, pita, um, pita pit. Uh-huh. Just in, just in case anyone doesn't know what Pita Pit is, it's like Subway, except it's very thin bread. That's basically what <laughs> Pita Pit is. So a full pita just comes flying out of the window, not forcefully, but they were like up on the third or fourth floor, and they yeah. dropped it out like they were just littering their pita. It's like, you have a trash can in the dorm, just throw it away. Yeah. And our buddy Chris... Like the, I don't know, food, rob no, not food Robin Hood, some sort of food vigilante that he was, mm -hmm. grabbed it and without like, without breaking stride, just in a smooth motion, grabbed it off the ground and then underhanded it back up into the dorm forcefully. <laughs> and it went perfectly into the window. Did the person like freak out? All of a sudden you hear smash because it must have knocked something or some things off a table. <laughs> and then you hear him go, what the? And then a bunch of swears. And then we book it. It was like that fast adrenaline that all of a sudden you're like, we have to run now. We yeah. were running. So we ran and we hid behind the neighboring dorm. And then we crept back out like we were walking from the opposite direction. And they were all outside. It was a bunch of strong dudes, you know, like muscle Trying bros. Trying to figure out what happened. Yeah. And they were looking around. They're like, you guys see anything? And we we're like, no, weird. And then we kept <laughs> walking. But it was like... I don't know why Chris felt the need to just throw this thing. We, we were now guilty by association. What if they would have beat us up? Well, you would have got PETA beat. I know. Seriously. <laughs> but either way, they I, I bet you they now maybe I'm hoping that in the future they thought it was a ghost because they're like, we threw it out and it literally just sprang right back into our <laughs> I dorm. I hope they are telling that story to people. I hope they are too. And it was all you guys. Whoa. Sorry. I dropped my phone. That's okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so yes, Daniel, they can smell, but not great. I guess that's a good answer. Yeah. Okay. The next, uh, voice, or sorry, the next text we have is from our buddy, George. 
disturbing mystery, George says at the top of this one. So we had a neighborhood rabbit named Peter we would feed on a regular basis. This morning, Peter turned up dead. I know, poor bunny, poor poor little bunny, Uh, by the side of their house. Headless body facing the window, looking into the room. No tracks at all. No snow or windy conditions happened the night prior. Oh, no snow or windy conditions happened the night prior either. Do you have any ideas what happened? My mom thinks it's aliens, like the cow mutilation stories. I think it's cryptid, like the missing 411 cases. I live mm. I live on the edge of an urban subdivision. I said a bourbon. Yeah. And I was going to just a bourbon re- trail. I was going to redo it and I'm just living with it now. <laughs> I live on the edge of a bourbon subdivision. Oh, me grew up in the suburban. I live on the edge of an urban subdivision in farmland. Stones toss away. Oh, and farmland is a stones toss away. There's still snow on the ground. We'll take any ideas you have. Thanks. So, to recap, there was a bunny that lived around George's house. Uh-huh. Uh, all of a sudden, the rabbit showed up on a snowy night with no head. Right. Right outside of their window. No tracks. Nothing at all. That's really weird. Maybe my first, my gut instinct is to say that Peter the rabbit saw something that was just way too intense and its head exploded. Yeah, or just floated away for its safety. Popped off and floated up. Yeah. Ooh. Well, because I'm trying to even think if it it was some kind of cryptid. If there's no tracks, it would have to be a cryptid that hovers. So, like, I think the hoop snake hovers and a snake would try to eat a bunny or rabbit. Yes. Snakes do like rabbits. But then I'm like, well, what about like a banshee? But I don't think banshees like to take heads. Here's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> you had a bunch of cool big brain ideas at the top of the episode. Here's my big brain idea. All right, I'm ready. I'm going with you that it was a cryptid mm-hmm. that killed the bunny, killed Peter. What if the cryptid was inside the bunny all along? That would explain the head being missing. And he popped out of the head. Popped out of the head, took the head with it. Well, what about this theory? Is this more big brained? Yeah. Okay. What if the bunny's head was the cryptid? Oh. And it just detached and floated away from the body vessel. Because it was like, I just look like a floating head and this, I can't be like this. I have to, I have to have a body for people to think that I'm just a cute little rabbit. Wow. Okay. But it didn't need the body anymore. So do you think floating bunny head was already the cryptid, found an already alive bunny, took the head off that bunny, attached itself to the bunny body, Mm -hmm. and then used that bunny as like, I don't know, a car essentially? What if all bunny heads are just cryptids? That could be. I think that might take us a full episode or two to really unpack that. Hmm. Because then that also might explain why uh, rabbit number two always looks the exact same and is very unique looking. And they're always cute. The number twos are the bunnies. (laughs) The bunnies. Yes, true. Yeah. So, yeah. What a better disguise if you're an alien and you want to come down here. You're a cryptid. And you want to hide in plain sight, mm-hmm. disguise yourself as the cutest thing you could possibly think. Really quick, you and I were discussing the the cutest animal on earth that is like nobody could debate. And I think we said it was a chipmunk, wasn't it? 
Or was it a bunny? I think we said bunnies are always cute. Chipmunks are always pretty cute. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Well, I think mice are cute, but then some people are terrified of them. Yeah, that's true. Mice are really cute. So I don't know. Well, George, our theory goes that it was probably... A sad situation. A sad situation that involved the bunny head being the actual cryptid and the bunny body being the host. Yeah. Wow. This is a very big brain kind of an episode, isn't it? This episode is so scary. And so smart, (laughs) I think. Well, thank you very much for your questions, you two. Uh, Lindsay, I have... Um, pardon me, Lindsay, I have, I have, I have the ability to be losing my voice. Uh, Linz, listen, <laughs> I, I think it's because I was shouting flips earlier. Yeah, I think yeah. you flipped too hard. Flips. <laughs> I might have. Okay. I actually have a collection of spooky tweets. Okay. I thought this would be interesting. Maybe bring these in. I don't know if we've really done spooky tweets before. No. But I believe we were sent these tweets. Okay. I don't think I just found them. So if you... if <laughs> You don't know where they came from? I screenshotted them. So maybe I'll find out when I look back in my screenshots. With side note, do you know how Snapchat has the little spooky ghost logo? Oh, yeah. Did you know its name? Can I guess it? Yeah. Actually, I don't want to. I don't feel very funny. (laughs) What is it? It's Ghostface Chilla. Okay. I just found this out. My gut reaction is that I don't like that. Yeah. I mean, it's a Ghostface Killa. I get it. Yeah. But it's Ghostface Chilla. It's a long name. Yeah, I guess. Call it like Greg. I don't know. Like Greg. (laughs) Or like, Ghost Greg. Yeah. Or like Carol or something fun. I don't know. Somebody was being witty. I guess. Well, yeah. Okay. I guess you're right. All right. I'm ready for these tweets, though. Okay. Well, if you were responsible for sending sending us any of these tweets, uh, send us more because this was fun. They're like little, tiny, perfectly packaged, spooky stories. Oh, this first one actually was sent to us uh, from Mason. So thanks, Mason. Here's the spooky tweet number one. Saw a cryptid or something on my way home tonight. From a few hundred yards away, I saw eye shine reflecting my headlights. I thought it was a deer based on how high off the road they were, the eyes, but it moved more linearly than deer do. They have a bounding gait. The critter was crossing a field, and as I got near, I saw it had the general shape of a coyote or a fox. I slowed to a stop and it turned back to watch me watching it. I was pretty far into the valley for it to be a coyote, but if it was a fox, then it was an enormous fox. Yeah, because usually foxes are pretty small. And really skittish. Yes, they usually like to hide. They're more scared of you than you are of it. Yeah, and they're also more scared of spiders than we are of spiders. That's just a little fun fact. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ask a fox that? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they told me. <laughs> How else would I know that information? So it, it, did it look like a fox or a coyote? I think this person said it kind of like resembled one. Had the general, yeah, it had the general shape of a coyote or a fox. Then why wasn't it a coyote? Because I guess it was bigger, way bigger. Oh. It was about like... So the reason why they thought it was a deer because of how high the eye shine was off the ground. Yeah. So we're thinking what, like three feet up, maybe three and a half feet up. Uh huh. But when deer cross the road or when they move and they're moving quickly away from a car, they jump. So the eyes would have gone wee 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 like up and down. So we're dealing more with like a fox, a fox deer. More like a fox deer. Some people call it a deer orx. So Some kind people... of wolfish. I guess wolfish, but. I, I guess if it would have been a wolf, also that would have been a really tall wolf. Yeah, so it's like a wolf man. 
might have been a wolf man or a wolf now, person. Guess what other type of cryptid ha- or other type of animal has eye shine that might be about three foot tall that we've talked about? Jersey Devil? Frogman. Oh, but he doesn't look deer shaped or. No, that's right. I just want to see one of those so bad. Mm. Hi. And it like knows Jersey a little bit of Devil, basic English. Jersey Devil is is kind of wolfish. I think Jersey Devil is wolfish. I don't know I how think. tall. And I guess we're we're assuming that this animal was on four legs. Yeah. It might have just been on we two legs. We need more information, but interesting. I agree. So I like that little creepy story. Uh, so thank you for sending that in, Mason. Okay. I have some more creepy tweets. And I forget who sent this to us, but here we go. And if it's you, thanks. It started with this tweet. Uh, It's a conversation between uh, a mother and daughter. On Twitter? On Twitter, yeah. Okay. So it's just, this is the the tweet that sparked this this giant, this entire (laughs) thread. Okay. Okay, so it's the mom talking to her daughter. Mom, okay, sleep good. Daughter, did you know in our house there's a secret door? The mom says, no. And the daughter says, you can only see it at night in the dark. And the mom says, I'm not interested. And then the daughter says, it has a big, big, big room inside. And the mom says, I'm begging you to stop. So that already is a very creepy little story. Is it just the daughter scaring the bejesus out of their mom? I don't know because I, oh, it says uh, tucking in my four and a half year old. So I don't know oh. if the four and a half year old would, would would be I don't know coming up with creepy stories intentionally maybe just stories in general but I was thinking of like a girl my age talking to her oh. like six year old mother <laughs> yeah and just like oh yeah by the way in your house there's a creepy imaginary door that leads to another big room I didn't realize it was a small child small child four and a half years old okay which makes it significantly creepier. And makes yeah. me believe it even more. Kids always say weird stuff. And it's like, even if it's just their imagination, where are they getting it from? Exactly. And like, why does it seem like all these kids have the exact same types of stories or like stories about things inside their house or people they're talking to or whatever? Well, especially because like, look at what kids watch. Like a lot of really little kids, they're not watching scary movies. They're or, watching Peppa Pigs. I mean, yeah, they're not watching like Mother or like <laughs> <True>. Event Horizon. <laughs> I mean, maybe they are. I don't know. But like... I would love if they're watching Event Horizon. Where are they getting these creepy ideas from? I don't know, but they're creepy though, huh? Yeah. Why is it that when you're really little, you're always scared of like a monster? Even if you're not like exposed to a monster, it's always just like ingrained in the human body that like... The dark is a little scary or the closet is a little creepy. I think it, I don't know. Like, I I, I feel like as humans, we do weird stuff or we have thoughts that seem so ingrained. They're like almost a part of who every human is that we're afraid of the dark. We're always afraid something is chasing us up the stairs at night. We're, et cetera. And I I don't know, my, my big, I don't know, dumb brain always thinks that it goes back to something primitive. It's yeah. just rooted from our ancestors, I guess. I'm not really sure. I don't know. I don't know either. It's really weird. It is really weird. We have to go to the haunted housekeeping zone soon, but I want to I want to read through this story really quick. You ready? I'm ready. Here we go. A kid I babysat for the summer a few years back had an invisible friend named Mite. 
who apparently joined the family during their first trip to Central Park after they'd moved to New York City from Chicago. Okay. Now, might is spelled M-Y-T. Odd name. Yeah. Especially if that were to be created by a child. Oh, this is my friend, might. M-Y-T. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. They went on their first trip to the Met a few days later. The kid said might wanted to show them something. And according to her mom... Uh, This, at the time, the four-year-old went zooming down the hallways of the museum to the Egyptian section, and they had to chase her. Okay. Okay, so, hey, Might wants to show you guys something. Follow me. Out of here. She stopped in front of one of the mummy cases and pointed. The mummy was of a little girl named Might. That's weird. They'd never been to the museum before, and the kid also couldn't read yet at four years old. Yeah. Also, apparently, the chittering I heard in her room three years later was might. According to the kid, might, quote, doesn't look like a little girl anymore, end quote. The ancient Egyptians believed the soul is bird-shaped. And that's the end of that story. So the kid, I guess, I, I, maybe, maybe this is insinuating that when might passed... And was growing up in the ghost world, or it doesn't look like a, a, uh, a little girl anymore because it was Mite's soul, which looks more bird-like than person-like. Maybe. But really interesting. Yeah. I wonder if they ever like asked the little girl when she got older if it looked like a bird. I don't know. Because that would be really creepy. Half bird, half purse? Yeah. Tweet, tweet. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I wonder if they have a Twitter might yeah they probably do might yeah <laughs> might the ghost at might ghost uh might, official might scare you <laughs> <laughs> we need okay. to go we need to go to the haunted housekeeping yeah, it's zone dusty in here my nose is stuffy yeah mine too i i feel like crap yeah. let's go you my ready allergies are there so anyways okay we're gonna go to the haunted housekeeping zone and then when we come back we're just going to have more show. Yeah. So there. How about that? We are going to talk about some cryptids when we come back. Oh, are we? Yeah. Oh, cool. Very cool. I love when you bring in... I'll talk about this later. We'll see <laughs> each and every one of you in the Haunted Housekeeping Zone in three, two, one. Oh, well, hey, how are you? Shucks, thanks for joining us here in the Haunted Housekeeping Zone. If you want to check out some more about our show, or perhaps even check out some merchandise we have for sale that Lindsay designed. Lindsay, say hi. Hi. That one, that Lindsay who just said hi, you can go to SpookySpousesCast.com and do some clicking and scrolling and check out a bunch of fun stuff. You can even check us out on social media at Spooky underscore Spouses as well. We also are a proud member of the Scavengers Network. Scavengers Network is a big group of friendly, awesome, great, not necessarily all spooky, but we're spooky, so it's cool. And we have a Patreon. <laughs> you can donate anything from a dollar to one million dollars. We said if you donate, what was it like two thousand dollars? You can even come live with us if you want. So you know, just do your thing. You can find that at Patreon.com/slash/TheScavengersNetwork if you'd like to get a bunch of free bonus content. We do it all the time, so it's pretty funny. We do, yeah. It can be anything from 
from stuff related to our show, silly little ideas we have. It doesn't matter. You can get access to a bunch of bonus content, discounts in the Scavengers Network merch store, early access for some cool, fun projects we have coming up. Anything, really. We joke and giggle. Yeah, there's like jokes on it. He- and giggles. <laughs> stuff like tee hee hee and ha ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the website is patreon.com slash the scavengers network. Hey, while you're checking out the uh, scavengers network and say you're sitting around and you're like, you know, really love donating to this Patreon, but my shirt, it sucks. <laughs> I want a cool shirt. I'm going to head on over to discountcemetery.com and peep me some really cool shirts. Yeah, the owners of Discount Cemetery are very cool people and very nice, and we like them a lot. They have shirts from if Stanley Kubrick faked, faked the moon landing, Psycho, The Burbs, all sorts of horror-related and horror-adjacent shirts and hoodies and sweatshirts and stickers and all sorts of cool stuff. They fit so comfortable, they're so cozy, and they're hand-printed. They are. They are hand-printed in California. How fun is that? Lindsay and I both together own about four to 5,000 pieces of their merchandise. Yeah, we own pieces that don't even exist. That's true. We even took a bunch of plain white t-shirts and just wrote Discount Cemetery on them <laughs> so people would think that we were cool. You can go to discountcemetery.com and help support some really friendly, local, wonderful humans. And hey, while you're wearing some really cool t-shirts, whether they're Spooky Spouses one or Discount Cemetery ones, or you're wearing a Scavengers Network hat or whatever, and you're just feeling so generous and you're thinking, I wish the room I was in smelt impossibly good. Because right now it sucks. And it smells a little bit like, I don't know, crap. <laughs> <laughs> you can go to jmeeks-apothecary.com. That's J-M-E-E-K-S-apothecary.com and get yourself some gothic looking candles, some resin incense, some fun stuff that smells even funner. Some Palo Santo, which is always my favorite. That's true. It does smell very good and it's cool to burn and you look very mysterious when you burn it. That is jmeeks-apothecary.com. Just, you know, if you're feeling like supporting a lot of independent creatives, you now have a lot of places to go and do that thing. Lastly, if you have a question, just any question, and you want to call and ask us, you can do that. It can be spooky related. It could be a question about what cryptid is the cutest. It could be, you know, my shirt sucks and I need the name of that really, really cool LA company again. You can call us at our haunted hotline at 80. 80- 813 Or 803-816-2667. We've had calls about time travel. We've had calls about a haunted can of tuna fish. We've had multiple calls about a bunch of raccoons that live under an apartment complex that are scheming to probably take over a small area in Georgia. You can call us about whatever you want, whenever you want. You can even text us and we'll answer your voicemail or your text on an upcoming episode of our show. And we'll try to help you out as best as we can, but you know, it, you know, it might not go awesome. All we'll say is don't have a lot of, don't have very high expectations, and maybe just it kind, you know, you'll get what you get. But we love them. We do love them, and they're very fun, and we love them a lot. Again, the phone number is eight zero three eight one six two six six seven or eight zero three eight one six booze. How scary! I'm scared. Yeah, me too. And now here is an advertisement in audio form for a podcast that we enjoy. 
Hey, little mama, let me whisper in your ear and tell you about the comedy podcast on Natural 20s. Do we really want to limit ourselves to just saying we're only a comedy podcast? You're right. We have a lot to offer, like intellectual conversations. Well, did you guys know Australia once lost a war entirely to emus? Do you think emus frown upside down because they're in Australia? Like they're below the equator? Yeah, duh. Health and fitness. Pasta is great, but you usually have a lot of extras, but have no fear. Thigh-warmed pasta is here. Plop the bag of leftover pasta on your thighs and eat those puppies like popcorn. We have microwaves. I have thighs. You know what? Actually, we can never decide what we're going to talk about, and that's why we leave the fate of each episode up to the rolls of a D20. So download Unnatural 20s on your favorite podcast app and roll with us every Monday. Cool. That was a good one. Welcome back. We're here. Yeah. We've been here. We've been here we for a while. We actually didn't go anywhere. We actually listen to the haunted housekeeping thing and we just sit here in silence and <laughs> smile at each other and then we wait for it to be over. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's exactly what we do. Hey, also, just saying, if you like our show or you don't like our show and maybe you still want to talk about it, just uh, do us a faves and like and subscribe our show and maybe leave a little comment. I mean, we love to hear from you guys. That's true. Yeah, we we were talking about this a little bit ago, you know, in real life, not on the podcast, about how we don't like to, I don't know, ask for those sorts of things because it makes us feel weird. And I guess to us, just personally, it's, I don't know, it's cringy in a way and we we, we don't want to come across that way. But if you've been listening to our show for a while, we have 145 of them now. It's 145 hours of us just flapping our gums and extra hours of, I don't know, editing and other stuff we've been doing or whatever. So, hey, if you've been listening for a while and you like us, why not subscribe and do the five star thing if you really want? Yeah, show us some love. We'd we'd love for your love. We would love for your love. <laughs> That's a quote from me. It's free. You uh-huh. can you can put it on posters, whatever you want to do. What did you what, do you remember the quote cuz I forget it. We love for your love. I think that's right. They might be wrong already. Well, speaking of love, do you want to get into some spooky topics? Yes. Okay, so I said I was going to talk about cryptids. I kind of fibbed. Oh, well, great. <laughs> Wait, do We're going to talk about ghosts. Do the weird science thing really quick. Why? Because trust me, maybe. I might edit it out. No, where you oh. lead up to the thing. I forget it now. Oh, Fibs. Brown no. Lying. Um no, but we're going to we're going to talk about ghosts. Yeah, that oh, was okay. great. Okay, cool. Um we're going to talk about ghosts from Thailand. I want to go to Thailand so bad. So do I. It's I called w- the Land of Smiles. I want to eat food. I want to travel around Thailand. I want to go to the floating markets. I want to eat a bunch of delicious delicious fruits well here are all the ghosts from thailand or a good chunk of them because i don't think we're gonna get through them because there's a lot do you think it was a ghost i just edited about 20 (laughs) seconds out of the show because when Lindsay was talking i heard and i thought it was a weird ghost but it's just molly downstairs being pathetic yeah she's crying because Sometimes she just has to be reminded where her food and water is. <laughs> yeah. She'll sit by her food and water dish and cry. And then I point at it full of food and water. And she goes, oh, cool. <laughs> uh, 
I thought Australian Shepherds was supposed to be so smart. I don't know. Well, She's anyways, such a stinker. Anyways, um, a lot of their culture and their folklore are very heavily ghost related. I love this. Um, there are a ton. So I said, I'll try to get as many as I can. Okay. And forgive me if I say the names wrong because I can't speak Thai. <laughs> so, and you know what? I can barely speak English. <laughs> if if we're using these last two episodes of like for proof, I guess. Well, it's funny that they call Thailand the land of smiles because it's like everybody's supposed to be really friendly and stuff there. Mm-hmm. But then learning about all the ghost lore that's there, it's like, is it friendly or is it creepy? Oh, I don't know. We're we're about to find out. Well, the first ghost I have is Krasu. Krasu is a beautiful woman who was burned to death. Krasu is cursed to be forever hungry and sets off each night for blood and flesh. Okay, well, I was going to say I would love to be forever hungry in Thailand because I'd go, give me all the food. <laughs> but for blood and flesh, that's yeah, kind of a different story. Yeah, you, you could really be anywhere and be forever hungry if you just want to eat blood and flesh. The scary thing about Krasu is that by day, they live as a normal person. Oh, so all of a sudden you could be like, I just got a new job and I got to tell you, I love my coworker. And yeah. then you find out at night there are ghosts, they want to eat your brains. They detach their head from their body. Okay. And they let the viscera dangle from the head. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, and it basically runs around. It will dine on animals for appetizers until it finds people it fancies women okay wants to eat women's bodies yes and it is in the lore that it fancies pregnant women oh boy so yeah if you're a pregnant woman you might want to stay inside at nighttime yeah just for a while get a night you know ask ask for a pedicure ask for i don't know whatever you want really Just stay inside for a while. The creepy thing about it is that people have reported and said that if you leave clothes hanging outside to dry and -hmm. you leave them overnight, if she visits, you will find bloody mouth prints on the cloth because it's her wiping her mouth after eating something. Apparently in Thailand, it's a bad etiquette to leave things out overnight. I feel like I feel like all the ghosts in the U.S. are like, you know, they're fine. Maybe we're just used to them. But like, we don't have to worry about creepy stuff like that. And I just feel like everyone else has... Why does everyone else get all the cool ghosts? Well, they have more culture and more years of experience. Yeah, and I guess the, <laughs> and the, and the ghosts have more experience on how to be cooler and scarier ghosts. Yeah. Okay, Pret. Prets are ghosts, so they're more than one. These are a type of ghosts. Oh, okay. Um, they're tall as palm trees, um, and they're predominant in Buddhist folklore. Ungrateful and materialistic people are reincarnated as prets. So if you're an ungrateful, materialistic person, you will die and come back as a pret. Okay. They will have a ravenous appetite, but that cannot and will never be satisfied and they will have the they will want to feed on the living but their mouth is only a pinhole oh what a bummer so it's kind of like you're just being majorly punished if you're this ungrateful person it reminds me of the matrix when they close up neo's mouth <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> 
they said that one thing that could start this in an early age is talking back to your parents. Oh, you'd be on the road to be one of these ghosts. Uh, But they're also (laughs) celebrated in their own festival in southern Thailand. Oh, cool. Yeah, although they're sad ghosts and they can't eat anything. And imagine that, having all that delicious food in Thailand and you have a pinhole mouth. That's what I'm saying. The food is so good and not being only being able to eat little bits. I would I would imagine you would just be doing a lot of drinking if you had pinhole mouth, like from oh, Mac yeah. and me. <laughs> You'd have to have a little straw. Just a tiny coffee straw. And you would just slurp things, like steal people's drinks. Well, also a lot of very good sippables in Thailand. Yeah, that's true. But then they have a lot of soups and stuff. They can sip it. Uh, <laughs> the Krahang, similar to the first one, but this is a male ghost that spends his days disguised as an ordinary villager, but transforms at night. She is shirtless and covered below the waist with a loincloth. Okay, so kind of a little bit, you know, flirty and dangerous. Yes, but he he can fly, but his wings are rice baskets. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and he attacks women in the village. Lay off, everyone's always attacking women. <laughs> I know, a lot of these ghosts, honestly, like, I said there's a lot of them. A lot of them do attack women. So it's like, just leave them alone. You know what would be, what, what would be a bummer if this... What's this one called again? This one is called the Krahang. So imagine you're out and about walking and like the the sun is setting. So you still have like a good amount of daylight out. Yeah. And the Krahang, you hear it flying. You're like, oh, no, I think there's a Krahang flying around. And they're only wearing a loincloth. I'd be afraid to look up because that's like not a good visual. Well, to, you know, yeah, look right and up rice the... baskets. Oops, a daisy. Yeah. How do you fly with baskets? I don't know. How tenacity. Do you get any I air guess. In that? Like just a maybe a lot of a lot of gumption, a lot of uh, a lot of stick-to-itiveness. That's my guess. I don't know. Uh, the next one is the Phipop. Um, it is in the northeast eastern region and it is a ghost that possesses the bodies of her victims and hunts for raw meat a lot of raw meat yeah they don't just like any meat though they really prefer the intestines oh yuck um yeah so those who are thought to be possessed by the Pop, they have gone under exorcisms but nobody can get rid of this ghost okay so pretty stubborn ghost yeah this is a pretty big ghost that people actually i relate it to like how in america we like the tuberculosis people thought that that was like they were vampires and they were causing other people to die because they were like eating them so they took like all the organs out of people and like burned them Man, when we were when we were just <laughs> figuring stuff out. It was a mad well, like I think it was Vermont. I think Vermont was like the Mercy Brown thing where Mercy Brown was a girl. You can go to her grave. She was like a young girl. She got sick with tuberculosis. They thought she was possessed and a vampire. Okay. And so she died, and then her family all one by one got sick and died. And they were like, see, she killed her family because she's a vampire. So she was already buried and so was the family. So the village dug them all up, took all their organs out and like smashed their heads Ugh. and burned them and then reburied them. I could just. So they were imagine. like, you're going to stay dead. I could imagine when that stuff was going on, everyone in the community just kind of knew that that was 
probably going to be a thing occasionally. Yeah. So I just imagine someone walking by the cemetery and they're digging up and they're smashing <laughs> corpses' faces right. and taking their organs. Hey, Larry. Hey, how are you? Just taking care of business over here. They're probably <laughs> demons. Don't mind us. Hey, you want a liver to take home? <laughs> nope, I'm good. But that's what I think this one is because they would do exorcisms on people that they thought had the FIPOP. And it was also blamed for a lot of deaths back in the day in Thailand and Laos. Oh, I want to go to Laos so bad. I do too. All oh that that gosh. whole region just seems incredible. One of our friends growing up, him and his family were from Laos, and his mom would make the best noodles I've ever had in my life. <laughs> Her name was Chensacom, and she would make these gigantic pillowy noodles. Oh, I know our show is about ghosts, but I want but noodles. Noodle, but noodles, though. All right, there's Phi Am. Okay. Fi am. Anybody that suffers from sleep paralysis, you may want to stop reading now. Or stop um, listening now. <laughs> Fi am is a ghost who is said to sit on the chest of people while they sleep, causing discomfort and even death. A way to combat them, put on lipstick. Oh, good. I was going to say that. Payam <laughs> does not attack women. This one does not attack women. Okay. So if you confuse it with lipstick on, it'll leave you alone. Good to know. Yeah. I wonder if anyone sleeps with lipstick on, if this ghost would be like, oh, man. Well, when this was like a huge fo folklore thing, like, yeah, men would go to bed with lipstick on or like use some kind of barrier or something to... It was like a big folklore thing that you did. I wonder if going to sleep with lipstick on... Well, let me ask you. If you fall asleep with lipstick on, you wake up. Does it do anything nice for your lips or is it like... No, yeah, it's going to you... be all over the place. Ah, uh, it's... Yep, good call. Like chapstick. Okay, that's fine. But if you needed to be visible lipstick... Yeah. I mean, anybody that falls asleep with lipstick on, you're going to have it all over the place. And that's like a stain. Yeah, yeah true. Then, <laughs> I don't know. That just seems really scary. Yeah, and also kind of messy. <laughs> what if you like were wearing red lipstick and you didn't tell your like partner that you were sleeping with and you woke up and there was red all over the place? They would think there was like blood everywhere. Yeah. And then you had a smudge in your mouth and they would have thought, oh, you were trying to eat them while they were asleep. I don't know. And they'd say you are a whatever the that that ghost name is. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of them are really their names are very similar. Like I said, I don't speak Thai, so I don't know exactly what the, it means. All I know is that the Thai word for melon is sounds like a bad word in yeah. English. I hope I'm saying these right and I'm not just like swearing in Thai. Yeah, I'm sure you're doing fine. Um, I'll kind of run through a few of these kind of quickly. Uh, the Phi Thai Hong, basically a ghost. Uh, they're a malt, a group again. It's people that suffered violent or sudden deaths. So they come back as these ghosts in the afterlife. And they basically are pretty powerful. They're the ghosts <laughs> that usually are affiliated with houses being haunted oh um so usually people will get their houses exercised of these ghosts this type of ghost so that's gotcha. like your typical house haunting ghost this is your standard ghost yeah it's just your standard ghost you just got your classic ghost here <laughs> <laughs> oh this is a fun one there's Phi lang kulang this is in the southern part of thailand and this ghost basically is very unusual. <laughs> okay. I feel like you like this one a lot. I do. There's another one that you're really, really going to like. But this one I really like. 
So the Phylang Kulang is a type of ghost that will want to always be part of your group. So if you are in a group setting, it will come around because it wants to be included, which I think is kind of cute. But then it gets cuter. It gets cuter? Yeah. So there's a lot of beaches in the south part of Thailand. I mean, all around Thailand, Mm -hmm. there's beaches. But um, a lot of people will have parties and groups on these beaches. And the Phylang Kulang will show up because it wants to be part of your group. And it will want to whisper to you if they can scratch your back. I love that. And if you feel something scratch your back and you deny it or freak out, it will it will like transform itself as a human form. So like this is like a human form ghost that comes to your group and will want to scratch your back. Okay. And then if you say, yeah, it's all good. If you say no, it will turn around and it will reveal a gaping wound on their back, festering with maggots, worms, and millipedes. Yuck. Yucky. Yeah. Wow. I mean, well, I, mean I love a back scratch. So, so always accept back scratches from strangers. I just. That's probably not good advice at all. You know what? It might actually be, this actually might work in people's favors who just kind of wander around the beach and want to scratch people's backs. And they'll be like, yeah, I'm a ghost. What are you going to do? <laughs> I also like the idea of like some, I don't know, feel good movie of the summer where everyone's playing volleyball and all of a sudden there's like a volleyball tournament on a beach and they're, and one team is short one player and then all of a sudden something gets spiked and they're about to lose the match. But then Phylang Kulang comes in and helps save the volleyball match. Yeah. And then it's like everyone's just celebrating well, and having a good time. You could turn that into like a horror movie. So like they save the day by coming into the group and like saving the volleyball game right and yeah. then they're all high-fiving and they're like kulang that's so awesome like we this knew is you great. were good at sports and then kulang's like oh yeah let me give you back scratches and they all laugh and they say no and then they turn on him and it's all a nightmare there and we then go. it's like turns into like a freddy krueger thing there we go there we go <laughs> you're gonna love phi key i'm ready for it phi key um key this one translates thai meaning poop oh well Okay. <laughs> um, this is a ghost that occupies your toilet. You know what? I'm scared of this. I'm, I'm, I'm scared of this ghost. Okay, so this this ghost must be consulted before you use the toilet after a bad dream. Okay, so you have a bad dream and you're about to go one or two and you go, here I go. Key. Poop. Key. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I need to consult you because I'm about to go poop. <laughs> and I had a bad dream. Okay, great. Um, If you do that, the bad luck will be removed through your poop. Okay. But if you don't, this ghost will attack you. Seems This seems like there's a (laughs) lot of steps you have to go through in order to get the nightmare out of your number two. So basically, you have a bad dream. Yes. You wake up the next day. You're like, I have to go poop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I better consult Faiki uh-huh. about it. Otherwise, I'm going to get attacked by this ghost. Unless Faiki helps me exercise my demons from mm-hmm. my oopsies. Yeah. And then your bad dream and your bad vibes will be released from your body. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. Well, this is all great information. <laughs> 
basically, um, what I found about this, because I did a little extra research on this one, because I was like, wait, what? Why? Yeah. <laughs> so I think really why this ghost or folklore popped up was because they wanted to scare children and probably some adults into eating clean. So if you ate bad, they said it was because you made this ghost upset. Okay. And that you were going to have a bad bathroom time. Yes. But I don't know what the bad dream has anything to do with it. Maybe like maybe it's associated with like when you eat certain foods, it kind of messes with your sleep cycle. So like if you're eating weird foods or bad foods, maybe you don't sleep well. You have like weird dreams, I guess. That's what I was kind of thinking is maybe the whole lore of like if you eat something, then you have bad dreams or you hallucinate. My dad says all the time, whenever he eats mushrooms, not, you know, not psilocybin mushrooms, but just like creminis or portobellos or whatever, whenever he eats a lot of mushrooms, he has really strange (laughs) dreams. And to me, I think that's really funny because they're just standard mushrooms, but maybe he's more in tune with the fungal world. They relate to food poisoning and any bad bathroom time to this ghost. Okay. Saying like, okay, yeah, you ate really bad and you didn't talk to me about it, then you have food poisoning. Sorry. That's how it's going to come out, because you screwed up. (laughs) (laughs) Because you ate Pringles. Uh, So Thailand basically has uh, children ghosts as well. Okay. They are called the Kumanthong. There used to be an old tradition. This article is pretty vague about this whole thing, but there used to be a tradition that if... A child had passed, they would cover them in these gold foils and kind of give them this whole shrine. Like it was kind of like very Egyptian-like of like wrapping and all this stuff. So when they did that, they would become these children ghosts. But then they said that it kind of like flipped on them because these children ghosts were up to no good. Because they're children. So they're pranking everybody. Right. So they were like, we're going to give them this great afterlife. But then they were like, oh no, they came back as ghosts that just want to prank and laugh and make mischief. They're coming back as wedgie ghosts, handing out wedgies. Yeah, they're wedgie ghosts. Um, They'll do things very poltergeist esque, like slam doors, make sounds, laugh. You know, the typical child ghost thing. Mm-hmm. Any wedgies in there? Or? Uh, I don't see anything about wedgies. No, nothing about wedgies. You, but ever, gotten, you ever gotten like a gigantic wedge from people from, have from tried somebody? before but i'm like I, that makes me so mad to wedgie someone yeah because i'm like that's not supposed to go up there yeah true and <laughs> like it's gonna rip your underwear yeah don't wedgie i think i think it was my brother brad maybe chris i forget i got a wedgie so big one time that i thought I thought they ripped my i thought they ripped my butt like they ripped up my butt crack and I thought my I thought I thought my butt was split in half and just bleeding everywhere. It her it was such a bad wedgie. Yeah, I'm sure because there no good there's no good wedgies. No, there's really no good wedgies. Well, speaking of that, here's the last one I'll talk about is the Phi Kong Koi. Phi Kong Koi is a one legged ghost with a protruding proboscis. Okay. Um, sounds weird to say protruding proboscis. <laughs> sounds and, bad. Sorry. <laughs> and it repeats Kong Koi. 
while it's hopping around on its one leg. Okay. Um, it dwells in the forest and it seeks out campers that are sleeping. It then proceeds to suck on your toes. This is my, <laughs> this is my, even though this is arguably the least harmful. Yeah, it doesn't hurt you. It's my least favorite one. It's my least favorite it one. It just gives you little, little toe. Little toe licks. I don't like that. It sucks on your toes. When you're asleep. Yeah. So if you wake up with wet feet, you're like, oh, good. My toes got sucked by that ghost that lives around here. Well, you'll know what its name is because it says Konkoi. Konkoi. While it's hopping around. Yeah. I don't like that one. That one's scary. That one legitimately kind of freaks me out. That was a little scary. <laughs> now, when you go to bed at night, you're going to be like covering your toes up with your blankets because you're no, like, I, I don't want that thing sucking on my toes. When I take Molly out at night, now I'm going to go, I don't want to hear anything. <laughs> oh, I forgot to tell you this morning. Oh, this no. Is, this really isn't really relevant to the show, but I heard this loud noise coming from the woods. It sounded like someone rattling like an old glass uh, or like like an old window, how the glass will rattle back and forth. Hmm. It was really loud. And then I looked up and it was like 500 little birds hmm. just flying over top. It was loud. It sounded like someone rattling glass. Where were they going? I don't know. Maybe to Arby's. I'm not really sure. I didn't hmm. ask them, but they were flying really fast. That's really creepy. It is really creepy. Well, thank you for your... Thai ghost stories. Yeah, there are so many of them. I want to go to Thailand so bad. And see all the ghosts. You have to cover your toes, though. I'll wear shoes. Okay. I'll wear shoes. Well, then we're good. We're good. I'll wear shoes. I want to go to Thailand. I want to go to Laos. I want to go to Vietnam. I'd like to go to Singapore. Yeah. You know, I kind of just want to go all over. Yeah, I just want to go anywhere besides sitting in the house all day <laughs> yeah same like someone could be like hey you want to go to menor ohio and i'm like yep sure oh, do exotic menor <laughs> i totally do i heard they have a uh, panera bread there yeah they have more than one i heard they have a best buys there they have so many best buys actually are best buys still around uh i don't know maybe i, don't know. I thought they okay anyways that's my topic and sorry if I slaughtered any of the names. That's okay. We slaughter basically 80% of the words on the show anyways all That's the time. That's true. Well, we would like to thank Eli Rexford Chambers for writing the music you heard at the beginning, the middle, and the end of our show. And also the very cool remix that he made for us that we released last episode, which I think we're going to release here sooner or later. Um, you can find Eli on social media at Eli Who Does Music. He's gentle and he also kind of is kind of like i don't know gazelle like in a way we'd also like to thank everybody at the scavengers network you can find us and a bunch of other great podcasts at the scavengers network the (laughs) scavengers network.com we have merchandise for sale on there other merchandise is for sale as well we have a patreon you can donate one to one million jillion dollars i mean i've never even seen anybody with a jillion dollars but i believe it's out there there's five jillionaires in the world and they're they're very secretive yeah, so go check it out. Oh, before uh, we forget, our good buddy over at Jay Meek's Apothecary um, that we talk about in the Haunted Housekeeping Zone just released a cool new product, Selenite Towers. Ooh, what is that? Selenite Towers was going to be the name of my new book of poetry, and now uh-huh. it's no longer because Jay Meeks took it. Right. Here's what Jay Meeks writes about it. 
Selenite is a soft but very powerful mineral which is capable of removing stagnant energies, bringing good luck, cleansing toxic energy, protection from psychic attack, and clearing the home and body of negative energies. These are imported from Morocco, and they're these little bright white towers of selenite and it looks like it looks like a really far away shot of some mountain in the alps it's really 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 cool that's really pretty and i I feel like we all need that right now of just this cleansing stone you know what i say especially right now give me all the selenite you got yeah Rub, rub selenite on my face i'll swallow selenite i wonder if you'd be like you'd find eternal happiness if you just walked in a room with all of that and you were just it was just everywhere i think you would i think you would leave and your skin would literally be glowing a little bit and maybe when when people got close to you, you would be lit, um, emitting this low frequency hum mm, because of all the powerful yeah. energy. So you can go check those out. The Selenite Towers at jmeeks-apothecary.com. Peep the sitch, everybody. Is it still a dash? Update, everybody. The dash in jmeeks-apothecary is no longer. It is now just jmeeks-apothecary.com. Farewell, dash. Hello, cohesion (laughs) we'd also like to thank each and every one of you because without you listening and being weird with us we have to be weird alone we have to be weird alone and it's you know i was gonna say it's not as fun or funny but i think it's way weirder and that's basically it yeah so thanks for being weird with us yeah thanks everybody and again if you'd like to subscribe to our show if you want to rate the show if you want to share it with a friend or two or five Please do it. We would love your support. And we'll keep making a bunch of shows all the time. We will. Well, until next time, I hope you all, I don't know, eat a bunch of Thai food and learn more about the ghosts of Thailand because that sounds great. And maybe you can eat Pad Thai. Yeah. While you read about them. Or Or anything Thai food. It doesn't have to be Pad Thai. It could be any kind of Thai food. It could be literally anything. It's all so good. Wow. So have a eat some Thai food next week. Eat some Thai food. Support small business. And then t- tell us about it, please. <laughs> and then read about some ghosts. And then announce the toilet when it's toilet time. Yes. Remember to announce the toilet part because you don't want to get food poisoning. No, it's bad. Yeah. Well, until next time, we will see each and every one of you later. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs> I'm going to say a word and I want you to say maybe not the first word that comes to mind, but like the closest thing similar to the thing I'm going to say that you could pass off as that thing. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. Okay, well, let's just try it out because I don't don't know what I mean either. Okay. Candy corn. Corn. The band. (laughs) Okay. Licorice. A licking. Okay. The, also the band. <laughs> okay. Um, what's the 
What's the one? Um, K-pop. Dancing. Okay. I don't think we're really doing a good job with this game. Uh, I don't really get this game. Okay. What about... How about this? Let's start over. Okay. I'm going to make a noise, and I want you to tell me the animal that you associate with that noise. Okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A frog? Shish. Um, a squirrel? Uh, a chimp? I'll do it again. It was not a chimp. Oh. Um, a bird. Okay. <laughs> a gremlin. Um, a human. A human. If I make it again, that means incorrect. <laughs> um, a turtle. An octopus. Great, you passed. Cool. Except for I had to do two again. Well, you passed. I don't know why you're mad about it. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. PodCube. Podcasts from the past delivered to the future. With PodCube's pseudo-linear 4D adiabatic qubit streaming technology, you can select any point in history and record it for personal gain. What was the group dynamic with Australopithecus? What brand of cigarettes did the Spanish Inquisition smoke? Was Leonardo da Vinci a pants guy? Or a shorts guy? You can discover with PodCube. Listen for yourself to the flagship PodCube podcast, Alabaster's Haberdashery. Recorded on location in 1880. Simply search PodCube, all one word, in your podcast app or visit poweredbypodcube.com. PodCube, the future is yesterday. Big well.